All right, Nate, so you uh, settling in pretty well? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. Although, you know, trying to keep a little bit of a low profile when I'm actually in the gambling rooms and whatnot. But I'm thinking I got a plan. I think that uh, I've been here long enough. I think next time I'm not going to let the Wookiee win. Ooh, I don't, I don't know, man. That's like the one rule I don't break. Why? I, I like having my arms. He'll pull my arms out. Yeah. Dude, I got insurance and I'll sue his ass if he does it. I don't think Wookiees really care about uh, how litigious you are. They just, they go into that Wookiee rage, man. I just, you're a grown up. You do whatever you need, but uh, I strongly advise against it. I will sue him so bad, I will steal the shirt off his back. Uh, Wookiees don't tend to wear shirts. Then the hair and the bandolier? Sure, go with that. Enjoy your stay, Cloud City Casino. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fucking Cloud. Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino. We are your destination for gaming and collecting. We are currently 282 days away from Star Wars Rogue One. But in the meantime, we've got plenty to talk about here. And to talk about it with me, Nathan P. Butler. Hey, everybody. Still got my arms, at least for now. You just, you're, you're really gambling with it. I just, I don't know. I think... There's just something about letting the Wookiee win all the time. <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way, you know? I, I, look, look, I don't win anymore. I used to be great. I need to be great. I haven't won. Now I need to win against the Wookiee. Wookiee, Wookiee, I'm pretty sure the Wookiee's from China. I didn't get that last reference, but okay. Well, Trump's always talking about China. Oh, yeah, I I stay as far out of that as possible. I, 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 then you're a much saner man, I'm sure, <laughs> than I am at this point. But I teach this stuff for a living, so even though I don't interject my political views and my opinions into the courses, I try to make sure that I'm always giving them uh, all the different sides of an angle because I want to teach them to think critically and make their own decisions instead of just parroting whatever I say back. That's much better than uh, some of my previous math teachers because they didn't want to give me all the sides to the angle. They would just give me a couple of sides and then expect me to come up with the other side. And that's why I hate math. But you did it so well, you figured out how many days till Rogue One. I know, it's always a conundrum. <laughs> you were great with that whole addition subtraction thing. <laughs> that's Well, that's really where I excel. When you get into multiplication, uh, long division, anything that pretty much comes after that, that's where it all starts to fall apart for me. So you see the memes on Facebook that are like, like, what's the answer? Only 10% of people will get it right. You just punch the screen. Pretty much. Good to know. I thought last time, you know what? We, we did such a great job talking about all the Blu-ray stuff and the home release. We're completely covered, right? No. <laughs> Pretty much as soon as the episode released, they're like, hey, okay, it's official. We are doing the release and here are some of the exclusives that we're going to be doing. And here's all the money that'll be leaving Nathan's wallet. <laughs> That's right. Hey, and man. Being a completist when it comes to home video collecting is a biznatch most of the time. So what I'm seeing is that there's going to be, 
we're going to have our standard release, our standard Blu-ray release. We're going to have a Target exclusive, a Walmart exclusive, and a Best Buy exclusive. Is is that it for the the different ones? I want to say I heard that maybe even the Disney Store would be doing an exclusive as well. So far, the Disney Store thing is, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. uh, for what I've been hearing, it's most of those are like a, a UK thing. There's like this okay. this release that's going to have you have you could have a light side sort of slip cover over it or a dark side one. For here, basically on April fifth, they are releasing. It's sort of two different versions as far as what the content in the container is. You've got a standard DVD release that is just, as far as we can tell, just one disc with the film. Uh, The cover of the packaging is the poster for the movie, and that's it. Then you've got what all the other releases are, which is a Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD combo pack. Unfortunately, upon hearing that there were going to be three discs... A lot of us got our hopes up that a 3D release was going to be part of it, but apparently that's coming later this year, um, so we get to buy it again. Uh, but it's basically a, a standard Blu-ray, another Blu-ray with a bunch of bonus features on it, and then the DVD, and then it'll have a code for a digital copy, and that's being released broadly as this you know, poster art cover with what appears to be a bl- – or not poster art cover, that one's the, uh, the logo, just the logo of the film – um, against a star field, and then it's got sort of a black case instead of a standard blue Blu-ray case. And then those same discs are being put into a Best Buy exclusive, which is a Steelbook release. It's meant to sort of go with the Steelbooks they released back in November, except it's not designed quite the same way. The Steelbooks from last November had the faces of six characters all kind of in the same position just the faces, and then if you flip it over to the back, it's the poster from the movie, except it's got kind of a weird coloration to it. But in this case, it's Kylo Ren on the front from a little bit further away, so you see part of his torso and his lightsaber. You flip it over, and it's Captain Phasma. Um, So it's not exactly going to match the other steelbooks. It will, apparently, if you line them up just by their spine, but not by their actual covers. Um, Then you've got a release from Walmart that's coming with one of those little tops, disc coin collector things that I don't like to don't know much about the little discs. So people will hear, oh, there's an exclusive disc at Walmart. No, not of the movie. It's it's that thing. Right. Um, but then the cover to that one is BB-8. It's the one that was actually leaked a while back as being the cover there. I thought was the cover. And then at Target, you've got a release that's basically the same content on the discs and then it's got a cover that takes those character posters. It was like a character's face and then something going across the left side, like a lightsaber blade or a blaster or whatever. And those are all on the cover, sort of split up into sections. And it's got an exclusive 20 minutes of extra bonus features. But generally with Target, keep in mind, this is not bonus features that are on a disc, usually. Nor are they bonus features you can download, usually. They are usually streaming only extra bonus features, whether that makes a difference in in buying decisions or not. Um, so you got all those, and on April 1st, four days earlier, you've got the digital release, which will be released through all the different platforms, and you can actually get a digital movie limited edition pre-order kit kind of thing. It's basically a little thing, that's a little package that has three mini posters that kind of suck. They're about the size of a comic <laughs> book and a digital code. You enter that, and of course, that'll get you your digital copy. I would point out that one of the things is pre-order digitally now and get access to the video legacy immediately. Well, yeah, but 
if you go on to, I can't remember if it's Disney movies anywhere or if it was iTunes, but one of them, if you go there and you look through just the list of trailers and everything that you can watch without ever purchasing the film, it's on there to watch. So it's not like it's some big deal. Um, give pre- digitally pre-order on uh, PlayStation Network. I think you get a, a special Battlefront wallpaper, essentially desktop type thing, um, theme. And then what I found interesting is that, and, I, and Star Wars hasn't really done digital codes to go with other releases except for really the Clone Wars film. But if you buy it in the digital pre-order pack, when you put in your code, it's going to give you a choice of whether you want to redeem it through Amazon Video, Vudu, or Disney Movies Anywhere. Let me highly suggest that you redeem it through Disney Movies Anywhere because you can then connect your Disney Movies Anywhere account to your iTunes account, your Amazon Video account, and so on and so on. And what it'll do is when the movie's actually released, it'll give you access to that film across all of those different platforms. So like I redeemed it through Disney Movies Anywhere. I'm probably going to be watching it on Apple TV through my iTunes account. But Disney Movies Anywhere made that possible. And since I'm Amazon Prime, I'm an Amazon Prime member, I can watch on there too. Um, but it, they did confirm in that release, though, that it's April 1st, April Fool's Day for the digital movie. <laughs> so many people are like, please don't let this yeah, be a like, joke. There had originally been talk that on March 15th, the Ides of March, we would get the digital release. So there was about a two-week to three-week window where you could get it digitally before physical, which happens a lot with a lot of new releases these days. But that apparently was not the case. It's just April 1st. There's only a four-day gap between buy it just digitally and buy it physically and get it digitally for free. Right. So, yeah, that seems odd. Although, we may have to do, like, a giveaway or something because I think I'm going to have, like, four extra digital codes. Oh, my It's all finally said and done (laughs) because of, of, I mean, I'm going to be buying all five of the physical ones and I've got that pre-order box sitting next to me here because... It's, it's what I do. That's I right. Do you had to. From the Star Wars home video library on YouTube about that. And I want to do it as soon as it comes out. So I can't wait for prices to drop. <laughs> 40 years later and Lucasfilm is still selling us empty boxes. Yeah, that was crazy clever. I, I would <laughs> never have even thought about the fact that it's like the, uh, the early bird kid. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Although, yeah. to be fair, there are those three crappy little posters. that includes three <laughs> collectible movie posters never before released together. So you're saying they've been released, just not together. Mm-hmm. Actual size, 10 inches by 6.84 inches. Woo-hoo-hoo! Those are some big posters. They're not <laughs> folded up inside. When you see the little case, like at, at Walmart or something, right. they're not folded inside there. They are hard cardboard, and they're that size. Uh, if you want cool posters, redeem your Disney codes through Disney Rewards, and uh, you can get those. You get a set of three posters where uh, the first two are basically two of those uh, character posters, one on each side that I mentioned a moment ago, and then the third one has the regular movie poster on one side and the last of those character posters on the back side. Those are awesome. That's probably where my reward points from buying it five more times is going to come from. (laughs) Um, But those are cool. Those we're probably going to set up, you know, in like a Star Wars room when we finally get a house soon. But these little tiny ones, I mean... At least we got something with the digital pre-order, but if they think that's supposed to be the enticement to buy this instead of just pre-ordering digitally by going online and ordering it, no. I mean, we're that's not enticement. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Now, but l- let's talk about the enticement of, of picking the differences here between the, the dif- different store exclusives. So I, to me, I looked at it and I said, the Target one is probably the ugliest cover. It To me, it looks like... Oh, for real? Yeah. Dude, the Target one is my favorite. Oh, really? I love those character posters, and that is a cool way to bring them together. Okay, so so to me, it looks like you can go take like a twister or something like that and plug the little arrow into the middle of it and flip and be like, oh, I landed on uh, BB-8. Left foot Ray, right foot Finn. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, mm-hmm. there's not a big difference between any of those Blu-ray DVD combo packs. Because right. the only one that's got extra content is the Target one, and right. it's very likely to be online streaming only, which was one of the things that drove me nuts about the digital release of the classic, or actually all six of the, ori- the uh, original films when they released it back early last year. They released them online, but the only stuff that was actually downloaded was the film itself. All the extras are streaming only, which drives me nuts as someone who collects this stuff. Right. Um, but... Unless you really want that 20 minutes of them talking about different weapons and some conversation with uh, Ridley and Boyega, the contents are going to be the same. The discs inside are going to be the exact same. It's just a question, do I want the character poster one, the BB-8 one, the regular one, or do I want a steelbook that if I stack it on my other steelbooks will slip out of my hands like they're made of butter? <laughs> That's right. And doesn't line up with your rest, the rest of your uh, steelbooks. Good job. Good job, Best Buy. You you keep at it. Now, what I want to know, though, is, like, I'm, I'm thinking about my strategy for the day this comes out, right? Okay. April 5th. I'm like, okay, so if I head this direction, I can hit Target, and then there's Best Buy there, and right around the corner is Walmart. Got them. And then it struck me, where am I going to get the regular one? <laughs> right? I mean, um, I'm probably going to have to order that on Amazon or right. something. Because right. it seems as though the biggest, the, the three biggest retailers, at least in the area that I'm in, in this part of Georgia, uh, this part of the Atlanta area, and they're all getting some kind of exclusive thing, which is odd. I, this is one of the few times they've ever done this. Most of the time when they've done exclusives, it's been Clone Wars film related, and otherwise it's been just, look, you get the same thing no matter where you go. Now we're into Star Trek Into Darkness Blu-ray territory. Right. Right. It's, you know, I'm, to me, I thought it was pretty obvious. Like, clearly, I've got to go with a Target one because I want that extra footage. So I thought that would be kind of what most people went with. But it's actually strange seeing how many people, because it was actually on your Facebook page where people were like, oh, no, 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 I'm going, I'm going with a Target one or I'm going with the, uh, the Walmart one because I like the, the BB 8 cover or I'm going, and I was just like, wow, that's really surprising. I did not expect people to be so down the middle on this. You kind of see that, though, in a, to an extent, looking at all these other options, kind of thinking back in terms of, of how people bought things in the past. And usually when the contents are re-released, people mm-hmm. who are looking for just those particular versions of the films a lot of times don't care about what they're getting as far as packaging goes. Like, I've talked to quite a few people who, after watching my From the Star Wars Home Video Library stuff, decided to finally go get the complete Saga Blu-ray set instead of getting them individually. Well, there's one from 2011 that's that 
kind of harder case with Anakin on the cover. And then there's the one released last October that basically is just Vader on the cover, and it's more of a standard Blu-ray case. And they seem kind of split down the middle on that. You go back and ask, okay, well, would you rather have uh, the set of the, the classic trilogy that has the unaltered versions? Would you rather have it in the Best Buy 10 from 2006 with all three films? Or would you rather have that 2008 slipcase set? right down the middle. It seems like people rarely care about the packaging unless one just looks a lot cooler. Yeah. And it really just comes down to, eh, it's the same old disc, it's the same VHS tape, it's the same DVD, it's the same Blu-ray we've gotten in these other methods. I just want the content. I don't care what sits on my shelves, which right. is surprising to me as much effort as they put into all these <laughs> variant packaging. Now, if these were comic books, people would be going crazy trying to get all of them. Right. Um, kind of like me. But... Home video doesn't seem to have that kind of effect, it seems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I usually like them. It's Now, if, if, if Target didn't have the extra 20 minutes, I'd probably go with the BB-8 one. Um, you know, I, I, I do like Steelbooks, but, um, you know, Best Buy is not an option for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm still staunchly against giving money to Best Buy. But, now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So... You're, you're definitely getting it. Just a question of which one. Right, right. Will you, and I think we talked about this a little bit before, mm -hmm. um, but will you be picking it up later this year when they release it also in 3D? And do you share the hopes that I have that the fact that they're waiting till later this year might mean that they're getting the other films ready for a package of all of them, or at least the ones that have been done in 3D that we know of actually being released all at once like is is the 3d thing a draw for you at all now that we know it's not going to be released at the same time as all these other versions you know so well it's just it's been a draw period <laughs> like I, i've been hoping for the for the 3d um and it you know it's interesting you said that because it, it comes down to one of those uh where i, I feel like they're they're sort of you know, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't kind of thing. Because I heard a lot of people going, oh, I bet it's going to be in 3D. I bet they're going to charge us. You know, that's that's how they do. They're going to throw DVD. It's going to be DVD, Blu-ray, and 3D in there. And then we're going to have to pay for all three of them, even if we don't want 3D. But then if they're like, okay, well, we're going to release 3D later. It's like, oh, that's right. They're going to get us again. They're going to they're gonna yeah. make us double dip. And it's like, well, well what, it's what are they supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, I do agree with the double dipping thing. The fact that they're not releasing it now means that yes, there are going to be a lot of folks buying it multiple times. Right. Um, I mean, there's probably going to be people, or there may be. If if it had been March fifteenth instead of April first, I would think there'd be a lot of people doing the digital just to get it two or three weeks early, and then I'll buy it physical again instead of waiting for the digital. But I, but with it only being a four day difference, I doubt that's going to be much of an issue. Um, mm -hmm. But I can see a lot of people double dipping getting it in April and then getting it whenever the 3D version comes out if they've got access to the to the 3D player. But I know I mean usually I mean maybe I've missed it because I tend to do a lot of stuff digitally now unless it's something like the Marvel films that I know I want to keep in my collection and just keep watching frequently. Um or if it's 3D that I'm picking up. But haven't most of Disney's releases for things like Marvel when they actually have released a 3D disc, they don't a lot for a lot of their stuff. But 
when they have, haven't they usually had like a 3D Blu-ray DVD pack, but then there's also just a Blu-ray DVD pack? Isn't there an option? Right. I, I don't know if they continue to do that. It's, I want to say that it seemed like they were doing that a couple years ago, but then they sort of dropped that option. I'm really, you know, I don't keep up enough or keep up with it enough uh, to know one way or the other. I usually just go, let, let me buy whichever one. Um, so I don't... Uh, I, I can't say 100% one way or the other on, on how they do it. Um, it. Yeah, it would be nice if, if they could do it that way. But so, so to me, this is basically the second best option. If, if they're going to just be releasing The Force Awakens, I think the, the best option would be to do it, drop it right now, and then you have the option of getting all three of them. Um, you know, you get the... the 3d in the combo pack and then you if you don't want the 3d you can go and grab uh just the standard blu-ray um for whatever reason they're not doing that right now that's in that's really intriguing to me that they're not releasing that right now yeah because um, it makes you wonder why mm-hmm. not and, uh, and i'll say just from the standpoint of other releases let's just be glad talking about double and triple and quadruple dipping let's just be glad that as far as we know this is a release of The Force Awakens. This is not, here's five different ways you could buy The Force Awakens plus digital for six. And, oh yeah, here's a box set again right. that's going to run you almost $100. I mean, they're not doing the box set thing that everybody seems to have expected them to do as soon as this film hit. I don't mm-hmm. know what they're waiting for, I think they'll they prob- didn't. They'll probably do a box set again once um, episode nine comes out, I feel like. Yeah, I would think, but I, I wonder if they would perhaps do it even sooner. Because I think back, you think that that's kind of a, a nutty thing. Why would you do a, a a saga set if you're not going to have at least all nine, if not the, the other standalones that go in there with it? Mm-hmm. Or why not do a whole trilogy as a box set? But it, back in 2002, when they released the full screen version of Phantom Menace on DVD. It had been in widescreen the year before, and they released the full screen and widescreen versions of Attack of the Clones on DVD simultaneously. They put out a full screen, what they called the DVD Saga Pack or Saga DVD Pack, which was just the full screen releases of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones in a slipcase. Two out of three films in a trilogy, and yet they still did it. <laughs> right, right. The only time they've pulled that kind of crap, but they still did it. Right. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't understand the whole marketing stuff. To me, it makes the most sense to just kind of wait or maybe do something kind of like um, they did back with the uh, the James Bond 50, I think it was 50 years, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a big James Bond fan. It was my wife's. Um, where they, I know that Skyfall hadn't come out yet, so they actually just had a slot for Skyfall in in the uh, the packaging. So maybe something like that, but... There are creative ways that they could go about it, but I got a feeling it'll be less amount of about create creativity and more about hey buy this all again. <laughs> I mean, maybe so. We'll see. I, I like to to be more optimistic about it. I feel like once I saw what was coming with the uh, the exclusive, I thought it was going to be worse. You know, I, I'm I'm shocked that we don't have an Amazon exclusive, and me too. And I'm I'm shocked that. It's pretty, you know, uh, insubstantial. Is that a word? 
Um, I, yeah, insubstantial. Like there's yeah. not a lot of, of difference yeah. to the differences. It's right. like they are distinctions without differences. Right, right. Like you know, like I said, to me, the, the biggest distinction is that 20 minutes. And so I'm like, well, then that's the one I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, I got the 20 minutes, but I'm not getting the steel book or I'm not getting the, um, the you know, the little tops game or the uh, galactic connection piece. You know, it's like those are extra little things that are whatever, but as far as the actual film itself, there's really, there's really no, no differences. So I felt like they could have probably, uh, pumped us more, you know, they, they probably could have done, for instance, uh, a different character face on each one. I kind of expected that too. I thought, you know, Walmart's going to be BB-8. We're going to see Kylo for um, Best Buy, and then we'll we'll get Amazon will be Ray, and then we'll get Finn for uh, Target, and so on and so forth. You know, Kmart school, will uh, be <laughs> Phantom Menace novelization style. Right, right. So yeah. I'm. I mean, yeah. I mean, bringing it back to there, we we've always had like the multiple versions type of things. So. I was really, really thankful to see that it wasn't any worse than it actually is. And like I said, I, I found it very interesting because to me, I'm like, well, this is this is simple. I'm, I'm going to go with the Target version. And then like I said, on your Facebook page, people are like, Psh, I'm going with the Steelbook or I'm going with the BB-8 one or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow, people think differently than me, <laughs> you know? So I, I was like, well, I, I, guess, I guess they did it in a, a nice way. But of course, I think a lot of people are still kind of upset they're like i can't believe that you offered me more than one thing mm-hmm. so i'll tell you i again i'm i'm sure they'll double dip on us at, at some point oh yeah with this i mean i mean like i said 50 copies of a new hope at this point and counting right but from the standpoint of what you actually get here i guess it, it's probably bears mentioning that for those who are curious about that other disc that bonus disc we're getting basically a full t- a full length documentary called Secrets of the Force Awakens, A Cinematic Journey. We're getting The Story Awakens, The Table Read, which is a little featurette on uh, the day of the table read. Then a Building BB-8, Crafting Creatures, Blueprint for a Battle, The Snow Fight, uh, John Williams, The Seventh Symphony, ILM, The Visual Magic of the Force, Force for Change, and some deleted scenes. Uh, I would assume, because of how they've set this up, that probably none of this will wind up on the DVD-only release because the last time that they they reshuffled how they were releasing the DVDs of the films was back in 2013 with those Blu-ray DVD combo packs and the DVD version of all six of those films were just straight film with commentary and that was it. There weren't any actual little uh, cool extras. Yeah, talking back though to the... Uh that table read. I really want to see that because Mark Hamill, you know, he said that that, that left him speechless. I'm hoping that we're actually <laughs> going to see a lot of the read itself. Cause it says the cast members, uh, are going to reflect on the memorable day. They all first came together to read the movie script. I don't want to hear them talk about it so much as I want to see a lot of that. I want to mm-hmm. see sort of first takes on some of these iconic lines. I want to hear the actors actually portraying their characters, reading lines that were cut from the film. Like when, when Ray acquires the weapon that she acquires in that final fight and it shocks Kylo Ren in all the versions other than the film, he says, it is you. Right. And that's huge. Right. Or sorry, that's, that's huge. We got to talk like a candidate. That's huge. (laughs) 
Oh, it's scaring me. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think we've covered this one in more depth than their own press releases did. Well, oh, oh. you know, I, I don't think that they really... I felt like they could have given more. But then again, press releases are meant to be short. I'm just surprised. I, what, and you, if you follow me on Facebook, you saw my frustration plenty of times mm-hmm. that... Even if the digital version wasn't coming on March 15th, as had been rumored for iTunes, even if it wasn't going to be released in either form until April, we got into March before they announced anything. And to me, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm thinking it too far ahead because I'm a collector and I need to set the money aside. And buying just one copy is not as big of a deal. But it would seem to me that this is something they would really want to promote a lot and release information on earlier. I honestly believe that the reason why they've been they've kept quiet and we were hearing an earlier date and now hearing a later date, I honestly think that they changed their mind. I think they had everything set up. I think they had planned to kind of announce things and say, this is how it's going to be. We're coming out. We're going, we're going, we're going. But I think with the massive success of the, the film and the continued viewership even up until now that they didn't want to make a huge announcement about it because they didn't want people to say, Oh, well I'm, I'm not going to go to the theater this week then because it's just going to be out in a couple of weeks. So I'm just going to hold off. And I mean, cause if we got to think, so there was March 15th we were hearing, correct? Yeah. And it's, and it's still in theaters now. Isn't, isn't it's last week in most places, like this week or next? Quite possibly. Yeah, it's. I, I need to probably go see it again because that's the thing. Is I keep thinking, I'm like, any day now is going to be the last chance. And there's and it's still managing to pull in decent money. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not the biggest anymore as far as week to week goes. But I mean, you can tell just by the memes and the 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 clips that are showing up all over you know Facebook and elsewhere that bootlegs of this have proliferated like crazy. Right. And I think it's a testament to the strength of the franchise, maybe the strength of the film, mm-hmm. that people are still going to see it. Those are out there. It's coming out in a matter of weeks, and yet it's still in theaters, and you're not seeing a lot of those showings empty. Whereas right. Right. if this were really any other franchise, you would think that they would have cleared out by now. Um, and I'm sure Quentin Tarantino is sitting back going, it should have cleared out from my movie. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. I remember they bullied. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Those theaters were just me. like, we don't want to show, we'd rather show Hateful Eight. We don't want to show the Star Wars film. Yeah, Quentin, that's that's the world we live in. So, eh, I don't know. That's We really, really went down a rabbit hole there. But. Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> speaking of watered down, where's that servant droid with those drinks? We need to switch topics and wet our palate. That's eh? that's correct, but I don't. I tend to not do well with droids. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, you know, budget cuts and all. You can't pay. Oh, that's right. You were contacting the huts about the slaves. You suck, by the way. Um, I don't think that's any good. I think I think that you're you're griping at me about not letting the Wookiee win, but you've been talking about uh, huts and replacing some employees. Don't know what that means. I'm assuming there are Twi'leks involved. What? Yeah, deny it all you want, son. <laughs> this is new to me. But anyhow, maybe that was maybe that was Bruce's thing. <laughs> you know what? That would, that would explain him winding up in Carbonite. Uh, 
oh my gosh, so much makes so much sense now. I just, you know, I kind of let him just do his own thing. Um, he seemed to really get results, so I didn't question anything. But we did have two bounty hunters show up, and I got stunned once. There you go. All right, let's check the hollow vid. Let's talk about um, some of the new Battlefront news going on. The um, new expansion has been announced, and it's going to be the Outer Rim expansion. Have you heard about this? I have. Uh, actually, on my Battlefront live streams that I do, which I don't do very regularly anymore, I went through and kind of ran through patch notes for the last update they did when they brought in the Hoth, uh, not the Hoth Leia, the Indoor Leia, and the patch before that where they announced what was going on with it. It's it's not something we've got a lot of information on, but it's nice to see them finally giving us a little more detail than we had at first, which was just sort of a vague two-sentence description. Right. And so I thought that I had seen something beforehand where they were saying that like we were going to Bespin next and um, we would be getting Lando and Chewbacca. And like was that not official stuff or... I want to say that going to Cloud City or going to Bespin, it's one of the things they announced as part of an upcoming DLC, but not mm -hmm. necessarily the first DLC. I don't recall us hearing much about Lando, but at this point, when it comes to heroes to add, given who they're adding for this one, I think all bets are off. I think we could be fighting as as Yarna Dalgargan at some point. <laughs> you are Salacious Crumb. Exactly, and you got like the the little statue you can so you can slip in and out of the battlefield. You just can't carry a blaster because it's too heavy for your little hands. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. But when you but when you kill somebody right up close, one of his little emotes is "Hello in TV Land." What? Somewhere out there, somebody remembers from Star Wars to Jedi: The Making of a Saga. Oh okay. All right. I'm like I don't know. That's like my fa It's like my favorite line out of that entire behind the scenes thing. I remember very little of it. Because uh -huh. I haven't watched it in years. But Salacious Crumb getting up in the camera and being like, hello in TV land is just iconic to me. It needs to be at the beginning of every Star Wars film or every <laughs> Star Wars television show when they start doing the Netflix thing. Or, or maybe we can get it on every podcast. Except they're not in TV land. They're in like podcast land. I don't think it counts. It doesn't matter. It's No one cares. Yeah, um, then again, videos on YouTube are called <laughs> podcast now. So it's all out the window. We that's true. We don't know what anything means yeah. anymore. They're, they're like, ah, what podcast, this is great. If we could just get some video on this, then yeah, whatever. But yeah, so we're getting basically uh, factories on Sullust mm -hmm. that we can battle through. We're getting Jabba's Palace that we can battle within. Um, all the way through like the, the throne room and the sail barge and stuff. We're getting, of all people, Greedo and Nine Numb added as heroes. Right. And we're getting a new mode called Extraction, which is another of the... It strikes me as, as being reminiscent of, of Walker Assault and Turning Point. Okay. And that it's sort of a thing where the Empire is going to win if, you, if they just make it to the end of the match, mm -hmm. whereas the Rebels actually have objectives they must complete within that time limit or they automatically lose. I thought that was an interesting thing. But okay. yeah, new game mode, some new maps, couple new heroes... I'm not sure if that's enough 
to have a full price DLC, and I think people are still going to be griping about the cost of the DLC for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. But at least now we know what's in it. Right, right. And and so I did actually look. So apparently the next one is going to be Bespin. So we'll see how that rolls. But um, so yeah, so talking about that game mode, I have been playing, I actually hopped on with Riley Blanton the other night and um, he's like, yeah, he's like, have you played Turning Point yet? I'm like, no, not really. And so I've got to where I've enjoyed that so much. I've been playing that a ton and I basically bounce back and forth between that, Walker Assault and... One other that I can't think. It's one of those little short ones. Um, what are you doing in it? I can't remember. Um, or, or I say short, but I mean it's it's a small like it's the a tiny small map. map. The, the yeah. small there's because there's the large and the small maps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I like Turning Point, mm-hmm. but I haven't played it since they did the game update. My last little live stream was very very quick. I didn't have time to really go into detail and just and even, I haven't even seen the large new Hoth map yet. I just mentioned that it's there and I'll see it at some point. Right. Um, I like that Turning Point, as of the last update, is now on all the big maps because having it just on Jakku for so long really kind of burned me out on the concept. I'm hoping that now that it's on those other maps, it'll be more fun to actually get in and play again. It's, it's a game that is so monotonous, has no endgame content, has no incentive really to keep going except just get me more credits to unlock more stuff now that I'm at level 50, I kind of feel like I need something to draw me in that's going to be feeling more fun than monotonous. And I'm hoping this new mode and the fact that now we got a couple new maps, mm-hmm. we got a new survival, or not survival, yeah, a new survival mission that they just added uh, with a new survival map. I'm, I'm hoping that between that last one and this, I'll feel reinvigorated, though... I don't think that I'll be chomping at the bit going, oh man, I can't <laughs> wait to play as Greedo. Yes, we said Greedo. I don't think I can wait to play as Nine Numb. I really feel like with Nine Numb and Greedo, they must have just realized they already had a Rodian and already had a Celestin in the game and they just changed the clothes. Right, right. And, and, that's, and maybe yeah. some color swaps. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, screw making new, new freaking models. Right, and it's that is the thing that which here's the thing I, I feel like at this point because I'm I'm so I like I've been playing the game a lot lately and I'm like you know what I I see people's gripes I get it but I'm like I'm enjoying it I'm I'm gonna be a little more positive but this seems to be everyone's focus for uh, for this game everyone keeps going oh the heroes it's basically just the the same heads that we already have and we're upset and 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 like I get that, that's totally what they did. But myself, I I really like Greedo and Nine Numb. Like especially after reading um, uh, Moving Target, that, like, that's yes. true. Now, Nine, <laughs> Nine Numb is now he's a pilot in the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of Moving Target. He shows up in uh, Battlefront Twilight Company. I mean, Nine Numb is now. I mean, he shows up in the Princess Leia miniseries. Though right. the less said about that piece of crap, the better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like, okay, Nine Numb and Greedo. Uh-huh. Of all the characters to choose from, from this mm-hmm. era, they chose them. That's That, I think, is where the, the consternation is. It's not, hey, it's Greedo and Nine Numb. If, this, if they had been, like, in DLC 4, right. fine. But right. where's Lando? Right. You know? right. Where are these other iconic characters? Where's, you know, the IG-88 or something? You know, give us some more, right. more iconic characters than than these though i will i will step back 
and give them kudos if with their emotes, because all the different heroes, I don't know if you guys know this out in the audience or not, but if you, you know, you can set up emotes for your regular soldier character, but all the heroes have emotes too. They're just preset, so you can press the little emote button and they'll do it. It's just you can't assign them. Um, I would love it if you get like, Uta Guta Rebel or something for Greedo. Mm-hmm. And if as Nine Numb, you could simply sit back and go, <laughs> like he's laughing in Return of the Jedi. If I, you could do that laugh with him, I'd be like, all right, Nine Numb's cool. Nine Numb can stay. That would be awesome. I want to see Greedo's emote of him being shot. There you go. I, <laughs> though it scares me a little bit. If if they do, let's say that they revamp the hero modes right now that exist mm-hmm. to add them. It's easy to do that to the battle mode for single player because you always choose your side and choose your hero or villain to start with anyway. Right. But imagine them being added into, one, heroes versus villains. Right. So is it going to still be three of the heroes and then three non-heroes or is it going to now be four and two how's that going to work are you Mm -hmm. going to have to knock out four instead of three to continue the match is it just going to be randomly assigned and then i'm thinking about the poor saps playing and i've got to play it at some point because to get one of the unlocks in the freaking diorama you got to win 10 of every mode and (laughs) i haven't won a single one of these because i barely played it hero hunt imagine playing hero hunt and the guy ahead of you kills the hero and respawns as vader or luke or Boba Fett, or Han, and then you respawn as freaking Greedo. <laughs> That's going to be a little disappointing and frustrating. It's it's almost like you just respawned as Princess Leia in Hero Hunt, or Palpatine in Hero Hunt, which are not nearly as versatile as the other two on either side. Yeah, Palpatine's nasty, though. Um, I just like that he does the, like the spinning thing that yeah. I always call the psycho tornado, like M. Bison in Street Fighter. Yes, yeah, it's... Uh... I don't know. I've like I said lately. I've I've said I'm like you know what I need to sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, put some more time into playing this game, and I've really been enjoying it. I think um, I've not been keeping up with all the updates and stuff. I think they said they balanced the guns a lot better. Yes, they they've done some tweaking on accuracy, um, some base damage tweaks and whatnot. Like I think the DL44 is not quite as good as it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget exactly why. I want to say it was like the number of shots per second or something that they right. changed. Most of what they've been dealing with has been star cards though. Okay. Um, and they've one of the one of the odd things that they seem to have done in I think it was the last patch. Is it the last patch or the one right before that? They did a tweak to the amount of damage a lot of weapons do to vehicles mm-hmm. and the amount of damage that some vehicles can take. So it seems like they're really trying to get into this idea that, you know, if somebody gets into a vehicle, they're not actually invincible. Yeah. They may right. be close to it, but realistically, you could technically use a a lot of shots from regular hand weapons to take down an X-Wing. You just got to hammer away at it. Right. Right. Yes. That Those are, those have been things that I've been noticing. Like I said, I don't know the actual technical things. I just know what sort of feels different now. Um, and, and like you talking about that, the DL 44, I've, I've never thought I've heard so many people say, Oh, that DL 44, it's too powerful. You know, it's, it's, it's too powerful. And all the people who have the, who got the game beforehand, you know, they, they're running around with it and it's making it complicated, whatever. I never really felt that way. Um, to me, it seems like that what, what's happened and not saying this is what's happened, but to me, it feels like they have they have basically made it do slightly less damage but it also has slightly less kick to it and they'll keep tweaking i mean that's the that is the thing that you're buying into 
if you are going to play an online game, especially an online shooter, they are going to do tweaks. I played Destiny like crazy Mm -hmm. um, when it first came out and really up until just right around the time that Battlefront came out because the new content for Destiny started to dwindle and they've kind of been just waiting for new stuff. Um, But you would get to a point where in your multiplayer play, there are certain weapons that rise to the fore. There was a pistol called the Thorn. You shoot somebody with it. It's already powerful, but it also does lingering damage over time. And it became basically 80% of the people playing in the multiplayer matches were using that gun. And so eventually they got to a point and said, you know what, we're going to tweak that. And it's still effective, but Mm -hmm. not as overwhelmingly effective as it was. Because they're trying to promote this idea of let's make all options viable so that we can have a lot of different gameplay experiences, which is exactly what they're trying to do with Battlefront 2. It's just there are ways to do it that make the player feel as though you are leveling the playing field versus (laughs) nerfing. Right. you can, again, you can raise everything up or you can lower everything down till it's equal. If the goal is equal from a, a community relations standpoint, raising things up tends to go over better than dragging the quality of everything down. And I don't know. I mean, this this is a game where level doesn't matter from a, from the standpoint of power. Like a, a person who's level one and a person who's level 50 have access to different things that they've unlocked. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing about your character that makes them faster, more agile, uh, hit harder with their weapons. It's just a choice of your loadout. So you would think that that'd be an easy thing for them to do to just boost stuff. But instead, it's, right. hey, we're going to we're going to make your homing shot crap. <laughs> now, he- here's my question. What? uh what blaster are you is your go-to now? My go-to is oh gosh, what is it called? I think it's T21B. Mm-hmm. Um, I was using quite a bit the one that's that's the second of the two that are like the long-range ones. It's got a little more. It shoots a little bit less quickly as the other one, but it hits a little harder and has a little bit longer range. Because I got to a point where I was sick of just running up on somebody getting shot. Yeah, that I started to get a little bit better at the range on this particular game setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, I forget the name of it that I've just started using. It's a little pistol and it fires like a three round burst okay. every time you shoot. Um, that works well. Is that but, the, is that the tie fighter pistol or, uh, you know, I'm honestly, I mean, I, I don't recall the name of it off the top of my head. Okay. I'd have to, I'd have to look it up while you're talking. Okay. Now the, um, the one you're talking about that, um, the T twenty one that you that you use most of the time though, that's the uh, the sand trooper blaster, right? Yeah, but it's the T twenty one B. Oh, okay. The the T twenty one the the stats are fairly close, but the uh-huh. B takes longer to unlock because it got a little bit more kick. Okay, okay. Because now the I was using the the regular T twenty one a bit. Um, and I thought I'm like you know what this one's pretty well balanced. I feel like it does more damage than the um, the DL44, and it also has more range on it. Uh, the biggest problem for me with this gun is that it does not have a scope. Uh, so you're you're having right. to use the iron sights, which can be uh, in this game with a lot larger maps and stuff. It can be a little more of a pain. Does the B have a scope? Uh, the B has a scope. Okay. Uh, I did figure out what that other one was, by the way. The the one that I sh- tend to work with. It's a five-round burst. Uh-huh. It's the SE-14C. Let me see if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yes, SE-14C. that is the TIE Fighter Pilot pistol. Yes, that thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that when I you look that, at it, it yeah. almost looks like somebody took a microphone and attached a scope to it and said the microphone is the barrel. It's an odd one when you look at the at the model, but mm-hmm. you know th- th- those five shots. If you aim them correctly, you're going to take somebody down, but you have to make sure you connect with all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I haven't got there yet. <laughs> I'm not good enough, but that's okay. You know, I use that uh, E11. That's what I found that um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this gun and I'm going to keep using this gun. And um, the more I use it, the better I do with it. I I really think that that's, I think that most people would do just fine. Just take that one and just use that um and and get good with that and and you're fine that's my personal opinion i think it's got yeah you know it's 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 got pretty much good stats all the way across the board like it seems to be the best uh the best that you can have at everything without being you know it's it's the best balance i guess yeah it's it's pretty good all around oh yeah i one of the things i'll make speaking of balancing and tweaks from the the mm-hmm. thing um i don't know if you've played it on the app there is the base command game. Okay. I actually tend to find the base command game more fun than playing regular Battlefront. Okay. Um, I just like that type of thing. But as you are doing things in the game, you're unlocking more cards you can use to make your deck for that game. It's like a miniatures game, but it's all digital. Um, I've still got one to do. I think it's kill X number of enemies still while flying in a T-47. It just takes a while because it's hard to get a T-47 in a lot of matches to be able to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, they did do some tweaks to that to make it easier to do things in base command too. They had originally had it so that I think it's the, the harpoon and tow cable card that you can use to enhance one of your speeders in base command. Uh-huh. You had to bring down 10 walkers with tow cables in walker assaults to unlock that card. They realized that was nuts and they tweaked even the app to now make it just one. So it's nice to see that they're bal- when they're trying to balance and make things, again, sort of work better for casuals, but they're kind of getting into this, we're going to create balance and make things that are a pain in the butt a little less of a pain in the butt. Right. They're also applying that to, to the app. And a lot of companies, when the apps go out, the apps are just there basically as a marketing piece for the, the game. Who cares if there's glitches in it? It takes forever to get them updated, let alone balance tweaks to a mini game built into it. I thought that was very impressive. Right, right. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's definitely good to see uh, some positivity uh, toward the game because, I, I, like it's, I said... You're I, making it sound like I'm not positive. I, I'm positive <laughs> about the game. It's no, fun. I'm not, it's small oh, I'm not talking about you. Feel, yeah. It just doesn't have the longevity yeah. that I wish... Right, that, right. It, it doesn't well, have the longevity or yeah. the depth of content that John Boyega <laughs> there you go. wishes it had. <laughs> that's the that's the segue I was moving toward. <laughs> he actually tweeted and he said, uh, "Hey, EA Star Wars, will fans get a full online or excuse me, a full on offline story mode? It's more of an enjoyable way to learn the controls." Pretty good statement. Uh, and I'm curious when when he said this. I wonder if he legitimately was ignorant to the situation because I mean, it came out in November, and grand. See, so now we're we're what uh, three well over three months ago that the game came out. My God, it's only been three months. <laughs> and so it's like, well, you know, the, he's he's asking this question that everyone's been asking even before then, right? 
But to be fair, he was making like the biggest film of all time. So yeah, there was there was something he was involved in. I don't remember <laughs> there's, exactly. There's this thing what it going was. on, and so maybe he's just now getting around to playing it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm not sure which one it is. I don't know if it's that or if he's just like, this is gonna be hilarious. Um, Probably a little bit of both if he if he had any inkling of it. Right, right. I I love I love the fact they're like, uh, uh. <laughs> Have like, you had you a know, chance well, to try our missions? <laughs> Who, uh, yeah, did you get a chance to try the missions? Well, you got to wonder if the person sitting there handling the Twitter, because it was Twitter, handling uh-huh. the Twitter, wasn't it Twitter? It's Twitter or Facebook? Twitter, um, yeah. Handling the social media account for EA or Star Wars EA was sitting there going, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can somebody please check and see if this has that little symbol? Is this a verified account? Oh, crap. You, know, like, <laughs> you, you don't want to, the, the, the more outlandish their response or the more curt their response, the more play it would have gotten. Right. So right. they have to be sort of the cordial thing. And I think that they I think they handled it well enough that he mm-hmm. made the comment about, well, could I drop by sometime? And yeah, well, he, he says, yeah, I thought it was great, but definitely leaves you wanting to gauge within the narrative. Can I visit your base in the UK? And they're like, yeah, uh, like sure. Yeah, we, we, we might be able sure. to make that happen, sure. Sounds good. That, that's Because you know that, one... I mean, this is a guy, and uh-huh. I will say this, that he's built up that level of positivity, whereas right. EA, with Battlefront, has built up a lot of criticism. Right, right. They're on um, the other I, end of the spectrum, they, yeah. They handled this pretty well, given mm-hmm. given the disparity there between, you know, the the social media opinions on the two sides of that conversation. Right. I mean, they did, but it, at the same time, though, uh, I mean, it was they were pretty much sunk you know this this has been huge everyone's weighed in on this and uh you know it's it's so funny it's uh bob Iger was probably uh, ready to tweet back traitor um <laughs> exactly i just i that, what they need now is to get uh get boyega and, mm-hmm. and and ridley and maybe some others and get them onto conan o'brien where he does that clueless gamer segment and have them play a little bit and just one of them turn to the camera and go is this it and that's the ball game <laughs> yeah i don't know if he's just like oh yeah this was fun i want to come check it out because i like video games or if it's like we need to have a talk you know like it, it almost seems sort of methodical and i'm like what is john boyega planning <laughs> i'm thinking that prior to the patch uh-huh. he started playing turning point and played it on jakku Mm-hmm. And then played it on Jakku. And then played it on Jakku. <laughs> and finally was like, why do we keep going back to Jakku? <laughs> why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? <laughs> See, told you, junkyard. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe oh, this. oh, I'm sorry. You were quoting the film. You weren't talking about EA's development. Oh. My bad. So let's go into the, uh, the Jarek table. <laughs> They just announced today that there are uh, four new hero and villain packs, uh, two two hero, two villain, and a new I don't, what do you call it, expansion coming out for Imperial Assault. And we're going to Bespin, baby! I am so pumped. Oh yeah! If you look on the Fantasy Flight Games news release for this. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got images that they kind of put together all Photoshoppy of different game pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and you can sort of tell how it's going to be divided up. They've 
it, for those who didn't hear one of the recent episodes where we talked about this, in Imperial Assault, when they put out one of these big expansions, what they tend to do is there'll be a handful of characters where instead of getting an unpainted miniature and the deployment cards to play as the character, you get the card and you get a little token for the character to represent them so you can keep playing with them. And if you want the miniature, you can buy the villain or ally pack that'll give you a miniature to replace the token, an extra deployment card, and a bunch of other new game materials all kind of in that little pack. And you can see in one of the images that, as you would expect, they're highlighting this as... Uh, this is the expansion that's going to bring Lando and Bosk into it. And mm -hmm. Bosk is on the cover of the expansion. And it looks so sweet. <laughs> but Bosk and Lando are guaranteed to be ones that have tokens that you got to buy separately because oh, yeah. in one of the images on that news release, it shows tokens of Lando and Bosk. Mm -hmm. On the plus side, it looks like our new hero or one of the two new heroes, one of them looks like a really weird-looking uh, Ithorian dude. Yeah. But the other one appears to be, I, mean, I don't know if it's a, supposed to be a Jedi or not, but it's a dude bearing a lightsaber, right. which I don't think we've seen. We've seen Force-sensitive, but have we seen a lightsaber-bearing hero yet for Imperial Assault? Uh, I mean, as far as the, the player characters are concerned. Yeah, isn't the... Um, isn't one of the little Jedi... Jedi I said Jedi. Isn't the Jedi Twi'lek... Doesn't she have a lightsaber? Isn't no, it she's got like a staff or something, if I oh, remember okay. correctly. It's been a little bit since I played the uh, the, the campaign for that. But mm -hmm. I know it's... Again, I'm a sucker for the miniatures games, even though I don't get a chance to play them nearly as much. Uh, that's the other thing that you and I have talked about, is doing a campaign at some point um, and talking about it here on the show as we play the different bits, if we ever actually get around to, you know... Mm -hmm. meeting in person living 45 minutes away <laughs> i know it's so bad um, it's so sad you know the, you just you don't understand the horrors of atlanta metro traffic oh, until you God. live here that's right yeah uh, it is it is evil beyond measure uh, uh, uh terror beyond imagination <laughs> that's that was a tagline of some movie sometime <laughs> it's uh, something that was that supposed to come or something ah. no no you know what it actually was right what that was uh, Blue Harvest. Oh no, that was Blue Harvest, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> I thought yes, you were just joking around. Unintended, <laughs> unintended return to the Jedi <laughs> reference. Uh, mm. But speaking of uh, Jedi, yeah, uh, Diala Pasil, she does have a, a blue lightsaber. Oh, she was the uh, the purple. I, I didn't remember that. So that was a core set. So mm -hmm. we're getting another one. We're just right. not getting a the first. I don't. I like the. Um, I just you don't get to see a whole lot in that press release. Right. But one of the cool things that I've always found about Imperial Assault is that even though it takes a little time to put together, you're not playing like for those who haven't played, if you're playing Armada or X Wing, you're just playing on a set play area in terms of size. And you could set up little obstacles by putting out tokens of things like crashed vessels or asteroids or something. But it's not like there's a map you have to be on. And for this one, uh, for Imperial Assault, you actually have little puzzle-like pieces that you put together in a way that's predetermined by what match you're playing or what scenario you're playing that creates the map, and then there's these little squares on the map, and you actually move from square to square as you move around as, as your way of measuring where you're going and how fast you're traveling and such. And I gotta say, I really like the look of these map pieces that we're mm -hmm. getting. There's a lot of map pieces that feel very generic-looking. These really... I mean, at least the ones they're showing us, these larger ones that they're showing us, really have that Cloud City feel. Yeah. There's well, one that sort of feels like the apartment. There's one that, that there's one of like the dining room right. where where Vader meets, and there's one of the little um, whatever you call it that Luke stands on. Yeah, the little weather vane type thing. Yeah, I guess it's not the actual weather vane, but yeah, whatever that thing is, little catwalk deal. 
Yeah, when he decides, you know what? I'd rather die. <laughs> oh, he's. <laughs> I gotta think. At that point, Vader was like, "I remember being at that age and rash." Oh wait, I still, I still uh, force choke people to death if they make me mad. Never mind. <laughs> Makes sense. He's a Skywalker. The apple doesn't fall from the. Oh, that's probably too. No, soon. he he was much more of a Skywalker <laughs> back in. I'm trying to think of which version of the film it was because they changed it. Was it the DVD version, perhaps? Or maybe the special edition before the DVD version. But uh, he was much more of a Skywalker when he screamed like a girl as he was falling down the <laughs> shaft after choosing to sacrifice himself. Yeah, that really than... weird noise he was making. Yeah. <laughs> really? What? I can only hear that and think, man! Sorry. Another one of those horrible sound changes to the to the special the specials. Yeah. I'm just I'm just a pile of randomness today That's now right. that I'm actually drinking Dr. Pepper with real caffeine in it. <laughs> you know that that caffeine free stuff that actually tastes the same, which is the only time I've ever been able to say that. Again, <laughs> random facts courtesy of of Cloud City Casino. There you go. I mean so. not Dr. Pepper, it's a calf something. <laughs> it's Dr. Calf. <laughs> it's uh -huh. a Corellian calf soda. It's uh -huh. a Medroid calf. Medroid calf. That sounds like, like something that would happen to you if you got an infection while you or, were getting treated. Or Medroid Spice, I guess. Medroid Spice. There, there you go. go. <laughs> that sounds like some good stuff, actually. Established, because so, always, they always say established 1885 on Dr. Pepper. Established 30 BBY. <laughs> something like that. Uh, although I do find it interesting that Dr. Pepper was founded at the same time that, uh, that Doc Brown went back in time to the Old West. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> That's I learned something today. So yeah, you mentioned the uh, the Bosque villain pack and the Lando Calrissian ally pack. But another thing I love here is so we have the Agent Blaze villain pack, which is just a uh, a scout trooper who is apparently a important one. But then there's also the ISB infiltrators, which intrigues me. I I, I think the the ISB of course are are really cool. So that that's gonna be fun. And then of course. Lando. I like the fact they've got the um, one of the figures that they or, or group figures or whatever mm -hmm. that they show is that Ugnot Tinkerer, and right. there's these little junk droids they can use to do their fighting for them that are a slightly smaller card. I thought that was, I mean, not that we need yet another card type introduced into <laughs> this game right. uh, with all the many many ones that they already have already. But I thought that was kind of cool that you'd be able to to have those kind of working together. Because you can do things to to upgrade mm -hmm. and to get different weapons and things like that, but having a droid sort of do your fighting for you I thought was kind of an interesting mm -hmm. kind. It's almost like when it, what they did with um, uh, the Houndstooth when they released it for X-Wing, and it's got the little Nashta pup with it, which was kind of presaging then eventually we'll have the ghost with the phantom in it. Right, right. I do want to kind of mention a couple of things with the Lando real quick. Um, he, where you can't see a whole lot with what's going on with him, uh, he does have some some neat little things that uh, in his expansion, so, that, so the cards, the upgrade, or excuse me, not upgrade cards, I'm in the wrong game again. The command cards he comes with, uh, I can't read what they say, but I really like the name of the the cards, which is cheat to win and tough luck. So, it, oh, there's not one called Puffer Pig. <laughs> there's no Puffer Pig uh, in this uh, this expansion. I know you were upset about that. 
Oh yes, yes, I, I'm broken up. <laughs> I actually like the uh, the models for those ISB infiltrators. Those look they really look really cool. cool. And mm -hmm. and even that Agent Blaze. Yeah. Uh, you would think just based on the cover of it that oh, or the cover, the packaging. That, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. We're just going to get another person who's basically a generic scout trooper with maybe right. some different gear that he's carrying, but with the helmet off and he's got the fist up. Um, I like that. They they go for sort of a more dynamic pose a lot of times with the miniatures instead of thinking, okay, if the miniature looks like this, we got to have matching art on the deployment card. Right. And right. we got to make it work for both. They said, screw it to work for both. We mm -hmm. can have them be different. And it's led to some really nicely posed miniatures. Mm -hmm. I think that we've, when it comes to Star Wars card games, miniatures games, RPGs, we've seen some really strong products before Fantasy Flight Games got it. Right. Um, West End Games, really good D6 based system. Right. Um, the the card game Decipher. the CCG from Decipher was fantastic, mm -hmm. but it feels like the last time they tried to bring together all three of those types of things, it the success wasn't quite as strong. Like the the RPG from Wizards of the Coast was pretty well liked. The miniatures game was pretty well liked, but it seemed like the TCG never really got the kind of following the CCG had. Um, and, and and even though. A lot of the stats and a lot of the game mechanics between the three actually were more linked up and more in sync than even what Fantasy Flight Games is doing between its miniatures and like the RPG and such. But I feel like Fantasy Flight, probably because of its experience with other licensed properties like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and such, right. really is kind of firing on all cylinders on mm -hmm. all of these. And that's one of the things that to me makes it like I don't care when things are delayed from Fantasy Flight. I put in my pre-order and I wait. Right. The money's already out of my pockets. I pre-order through PayPal, through Miniature Market, whatever. It's gone. I just am, am waiting for it to show up. I may get excited for something to show up and, and hope that it comes sooner, but I'm not one of those who's going to sit around griping constantly about Fantasy Flight not meeting their release dates because mm -hmm. their products are consistently quality stuff. It doesn't feel like they're cutting corners to just get something out there. Coming up, so we'll be able to talk about this as soon as they actually come out. Uh, I actually know a lot about them. They've they've spoiled a ton on it already, but um, from what I'm hearing, it's supposed to be next week. We've got the Punishing One, which is Dengar's ship. The Mist Hunter, which is Forlom and Zuckus's ship. The Inquisitor's TIE Fighter, which is going to be so good. And then, of course, the Ghost Expansion. And the Ghost is just... It's ridiculous. So many people are already, they're like, that ship is way too powerful. <laughs> and it's got some I'm, cool crew upgrades as well. I'm very excited. I, although, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think about all the previews that we've seen of members of the Rebels uh, character lineup when done as more realistic artwork for the Fantasy Flight Games materials. And God they are all ugly as hell. Really, uh, I need to look at them again. Um, I didn't Ezra think they is all just looked like, terrible. If I remember right, uh, half of Ezra's face is his nose. I think it's <laughs> well, just it's uh, they they all look. But then again, I've I've had that issue with certain characters that show up in the LCG, and I'm like, wow, this character that I thought looked like this looks kind of like a shaved, beaten up Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> in the the Fantasy Flight LCG. Yeah. Which ones are we I talking think it was about? Mer was it was maybe Merrick Steele that looked like, I, I don't know, there was this, every once in a while, I find that when, I'm usually kind of rushed when I'm doing the little videos with them, so I'll put out the cards, mm -hmm. I'll rush through and try to do it in one take, and any little snarky comment that pops into my mind comes out of my mouth, because I don't want to edit it. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, you'll you'll have to kind of show me which ones. I I've really enjoyed some of uh, like for instance Kyle Katarn. I really like uh some of the artwork that they've done of Kyle, and mm-hmm. I think he looks you know he looks a little more updated and and modern compared to you know the old uh the old guy, blah, 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 um Jedi Knight games. You know um. Same thing with uh, Dash Rendar. You know, I think he doesn't look quite as goofy as he did back in uh, 1993-ish, somewhere in there. When, but uh, but he doesn't look quite as goofy as he did back uh, when Shadows of the Empire that game came out. So um, I, I like most of their stuff. You know, there, maybe there's some that uh, don't quite. Um, don't quite look right. It's hard for me to see them right here, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see and, and we'll focus on those more. Let's move on over to the vault. There's lots of uh, well, there's not tons, but there's uh, definitely some toy news going on right now. Uh, Kmart just announced their uh, exclusive Ray. They additionally did the Black Series uh, Kylo. That was the Star Killer base one, and now they have the ray that connects to that. Have you seen this, Nate? I've not, but then again, I'm not really a toy collector at this point. Right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Going broke on the home videos. I I hear you. Yeah. So this one, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It's I'm a little frustrated because I thought I'm like, eh, this is probably what's gonna come of it, and um, I really want to get it. But as you know, there is not a Kmart anywhere around us whatsoever. Um, so that's, that's what the website's for my friend. Well, you can't order them off the website, or at least I haven't that's seen what any eBay and scalpers are for my friend. <sighs> yeah, but okay. Um, besides that battlefront news, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they've actually done Lego has put out battlefront, uh, little Lego sets. Have you, have you saw those? No, but I imagine putting them together would be relatively fast and unsatisfying. <laughs> well, they don't put all the pieces in the box. Um, <laughs> you got to buy like two or three sets to get all the different pieces that you need. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> That's, I couldn't help it. Sign up for the season pass <laughs> Lego set. It's actually, a, they're both really cool sets. Now, it doesn't actually say Battlefront anywhere on them, and I think that's probably because Lego said, we have the license to make Star Wars Lego. We don't have the license to do the Battlefront connection, but then again, we don't have to as long as we don't say Battlefront on it. But the they have a Rebel Pack, and then they have an Imperial Pack. The Rebel Pack comes with four minifigures. Uh, they come with a, a Rodian, or, you know, like Greedo, and then a Duro, kind of like uh, Cad Bane, and then two humans, and they have a, a speeder bike, uh, sort of like the indoor speeder bike, and their gear is very similar to the the indoor gear. But here's the thing that really kind of uh, gets through that it is definitely for Battlefront, even though, I mean, they definitely look like the Battlefront characters, um, but they could say, oh, hey, no, it's the indoor or whatever, but they gave them jetpacks. So it's <laughs> very obviously I- Battlefront. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I can hear Barrett from Rebels Roundtable now. I see you can give a jetpack to the Legos. You can't g- give a jetpack to Sabine. <laughs> that's that's a very good point. I can't argue with him on that. Uh, the Imperial Pack is the one that's even more obvious because it comes with. Now, granted, there's no that I'm aware of. There's no officer, but it, it does come with an Imperial officer. 
it comes with two stormtroopers and a shock stormtrooper. And, you know, the only place I've seen the shock stormtrooper is the Battlefront game. So I was like, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they come, they actually come with, uh, it's like a little turret set up. So you have the the manned turret, and then you have another one that kind of looks like the the small little uh, rocket turrets or whatever that you can drop down. And then there's like a little command center too. So it's not like 100% accurate to the game, but then again, it's Lego. So what you gonna do? EA Force. It's in the game <laughs> and the Legos. <laughs> Just not necessarily licensed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of. Uh, I thought it was kind of ballsy of them, just to be honest. <laughs> yeah, especially after the whole Lego Dimensions, uh, Disney Infinity 3.0, we will never have Star Wars in Lego Dimensions thing. You know what? That There may be a connection there. It may have been like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's how you want to play with the video game stuff. It's how we'll play with the video game stuff. Uh, besides that, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of all that I have on uh, information right now, except for to uh, collectors out there, be checking your local Walmarts. I just found in the clearance section at Walmart, I found the Revel, uh, TIE Fighter, not TIE Fighter, the Revel X-Wing model for 10 bucks. Uh, the packaging was beat all to crap, but that's fine to me. And it, uh, you know, $10 was kind of awesome. I found the, uh, R2, the big Jack specific R2-D2 for $12 a, a while back. But now the people are finding the Yodas for as low as $30. So if you, if you're seeing them in, if you're seeing them in stores and they're, they're marked at 50, but there's several of them, keep an eye out, uh, because those may drop down. Those are the ones that were like $150, $180. I think it's called like the master Yoda or whatever that has all the different things. Super expensive, but for $30, it has a really cool likeness. And I know what's the next thing I'm apparently going to be buying my wife now, who is an absolute Yoda fanatic. I have no idea what it is with women and Yoda, but whatever. <laughs> <sighs> I guess I'll be stopping by. Well, while you're there, you can pick yourself up a one of those Chewbacca electronic masks. I've, I've seen those marked down to $15, and they're normally $30, so... No, I'll get one of the I'll get one of the Kylo Ren ones that makes your voice sound like kind of like your Kylo Ren with marbles in your mouth underwater. <laughs> that works too. Um, and then of course now the other one that's this really sweet, the Walmart exclusive Poe X Wing. Uh, people have been uh, showing that they've been seeing that as low as twenty five dollars. Probably also going to uh, go across stores. So you very likely may see here coming up soon that one marked down. So that's 50% off. $25, I think, is a lot better price tag than the $50 that they're charging for it. And, you know, besides that, also Kroger is apparently supposed to be having really good sales. Someone uh, posted the other day in, in one of my collector's groups that they found the uh, the TIE Fighter for $12, and that normally runs for $40. So there's definitely uh, a lot of stuff is being clearanced out at the moment, I guess, since uh, the big brand store or, you know, the big box stores say, up oh, Star Wars fad is over. Move on to the next thing and you can get your stuff super cheap right now. Well, that's been our show, Scoundrels. Appreciate you tuning in. You can find us every Tuesday on StarWarsReport.com or, of course, you can also always just go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, and we'll show up there every time we drop. While you're there, it would seriously help us a lot 
if you went on, just took a, a minute and then clicked over to the review section and just uh, gave us a review. That helps us out a lot. Also, you can, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us over at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com. Uh, we have the Facebook and Twitter page, which are both at Cloud City Casino. And, um, you know, just uh, if, if you send us anything through that way, then we'll definitely read that on the show. Same thing with uh, if you hit us with a, uh, a review, you know, we would be thankful and certainly read that on the show. Uh, at Twitter, I am at Morris Isley. And Nate, uh, where are all the places that people can find you? We can find the YouTube videos that are more pertaining to this, whether it's the live streams of Battlefront from the Star Wars Home Video Library, uh, the Fantasy Flight Games review videos and such, all at youtube.com slash user slash chrono radio. That's C-H-R-O-N-O radio, all as one word. You can also find the Star Wars Timeline Gold at starwarsfanwars.com slash timeline. You can find Star Wars Beyond the Films at starwarsreport.com alongside the now slowly winding down Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable I'm also involved with. Um, lots of places, but they tend to link to each other. So find one, <laughs> you'll find most of them. Excellent. And uh, once again, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you next time. And never forget... The Wookiee doesn't have to always win. Doesn't have to always win. We can be great. We can be great again. We got a problem. We're going to fix it. I'm going to win. Wookiee's going to lose. It's going to be huge. Like a Wookiee, it's going to be huge. <laughs> are, you, are we talking about Donald Trump's dick again? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh. The one that he wants to apparently give to his daughter every time he talks about how the thing they have in common is sex and how hot his daughter is. There's something wrong with it. That whole thing yeah, is weird yeah. up. Anyway. This part is weird.